You're listening to episode 21 of Multi New Media for the week of October 5th, 2015. This episode is titled, Our First Clip Show. I'm Chase Raz, a university instructor, corporate trainer, and business developer, and I'll be making heavy use of the play button this episode to give you a behind-the-scenes peek into the making of Multi New Media. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chase Raz. Multi-new media is all about taking this beautiful thing known as technology and helping relate it to the fields of business, media, marketing, and education. That's a diverse array of fields, I know. And in order to be knowledgeable about all of those fields, and then some, I carefully selected the multi-new media co-hosts, Chris Ayers and Christopher Woodward, as some of the best in their industries. Television shows used to frequently utilize clip shows to reduce resource demands, deal with writer strikes, and so on and so forth. Now, I thought multi-new media could use a clip show, but for a vastly different reason. We're not trying to save time or deal with resource shortages. What we really want to do is help you, our listener, get a better feel for us as hosts of the show that we hope you're listening to and enjoying weekly. When this episode is published... That will conclude the backlog for multimedia. Now, what that means is that each week we'll plan, research, record, and produce a brand new episode for publication at the start of the following week. We don't get the privilege anymore of relying upon a backlog of episodes that we can publish at whim. I, like the other co-hosts, have a full-time job, side jobs, and a personal life, believe it or not, and sometimes our thoughts, opinions, and personalities make it into our recordings, but for good measure, never into our show. Now treat this episode not as the time-saving clip show of television, but rather as a peek behind the curtain. I hope you enjoy. What I'm going to do is play segment after segment, and I'll give a little bit of a break using uh, some audio tags. So that way it's pretty easy to follow along and know that I'm not going to come back live in real time for this episode, so to speak, until the very end when the uh, when the show is concluding and you'll hear the uh, the show's finale queue up. And that will be me again live in real time. Until then, let's enjoy some clips and get to know each of our co-hosts a little bit better. In episode one, Mark Christ, an expert in the automotive and media industries, joined us as the first guest in multi-new media's history, even before the co-hosts were introduced. Here is Chase Raz proving that he had no idea what he was doing, and Mark Christ helping with the initial research for episode one. Because I'm going to record just ambient while we do this. Okay. Okay. Well, I left my mic on, so okay. That's fine. Anything. Yeah, you'll come through on this one. All right, this is... Uh, oh, yeah, it helps if you have the mouse, huh? Uh, you can move it over there. It's blue laser. It'll work on top of the cover. Oh, like on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. News magazines are fighting for survival. Yes, they are. News magazines, yeah. Yeah. That's because anybody can sit down and say, in the news today, and they get it, you know, the next day rather than the next month. <laughs> and just say, here's what happened today. 
I know because uh, I work there and I have an NDA, but I'm still telling you. I don't. I have. I no, found some really no good statistics on here. Um, this isn't the one, but this is a pretty good one. Open up as many of them as you need. Well, it's only gonna let me go do a couple. Well, we'll print them. Okay, that's a good idea. But then it's still it's only gonna give me. A... Yeah, but then you'll have them. Um, so you better pick which ones you want. We'll print. Well, while you're looking, I'll say um, this is why I wanted to pick you for the first episode. While I have no idea what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Because con- again, content-wise, it's easy. We know what we're doing. It's making it all work together. But you also kind of need to prep because this that digital work. content stuff you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling you're going to need a condenser microphone. Oh, you mean? Uh, At some point, you're going to go further with. Oh yeah. Social connectivity and. You're going to want to do a weekly update or something. It's going to... Boom. See, it's already booted me. See, we need to find a better source for statistics. Uh, a lot of times... Not you Wikipedia. C- no, I mean, a lot of times you can um, get that same information that's been repeated by others. You may want to check the AP. Yeah. Or, yeah. AP or See, Reuters. This, look at all these colors. Stop. <laughs> Magazines in the last that's, six months. That's pretty it's interesting. A little bit older. That's kind of interesting. This is, um, we need to find out what year. This is for 2013. 2013. And that's no way. No way. No. 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 I don't believe that. I don't believe that one bit. You don't think it's that high? No. Go back to that. 94% of people under 35 read a magazine. I don't believe that either. Let's go back. I don't trust these people. They're t- okay, so they're saying digital editions of magazines. Are they including BuzzFeed? Probably. Yeah, you know, ninety-six percent. Those are really good election numbers there. Oh come on, stop it! You're so popular with the people. Just click back a couple times. I tried that. This is probably good. No, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. I'm going to tell you to scroll up to the top and click the button that says News. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Magazine newsstand sales shrink again in 2014. Oh, my voice is not working. Here's the problem I've got to get news. It. <clears throat> news is I've got to get into radio voice, and I'm not, news, I'm not feeling it. <clears throat> news is always slanted, as you know. That's the problem with news. But if we could find a link to... A graph. Yeah, no, a lot of them will publish the statistics because be they're good. paying for it and they have the right to magazine news stand sales sink again. This is what this is what I want. <laughs> that's I think that's what's happening. There's multiple reasons for the decline in magazine news stand sales, and we can talk about that. Welcome to my world, my my <laughs> computer. Uh, the next thing about see, I've I bought I upgraded the graphics card. Next thing, I'm buying a new case so that I can fit bigger components in and starting to redo the whole thing. When was this published? February 17th, 2015. Look at that. Excellent. Okay. It's playing an ad. Oh. Is that your... No, the IBT is a pain in the ass. They have all that spam. It sounds like... um, What's his name? It's Um, on the upper right. I can't remember the name of it. Come on, voice. Wake up. It's not waking up today. It sounds fine. Where's the bottom? Nobody knows. Yeah. Specialty automobile magazines like Carcraft, Sports Car, Street Rider, and Super Street all posted gains. Motorhome and trailer life. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. What do you see? What's the common denominator in all of those brands? On wheels. Men. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm. That's why I want to get into content. People are consuming in a different way. I'm certainly not citing this as one of the reasons. But you know, when you take a look at Maker Studios, and I know it's too often cited, Maker Studios is an independent group of a bunch of YouTube artists who came together, and these people, the Maker Studios folks, produce it. So a lot nice. of the big top YouTube stars, somebody at Maker Studios contact them and say, hey, let's make you big. Let's produce it. Yeah. Let me show you what to do, how to record it, how to do this. Well, they turned down a $1.1 billion buyout offer, ended up taking a $500 million, significantly less, from Disney, but what people don't know about that contract, they say, oh, Maker Studios sold to Disney for $500 million. That contract has the option to grow up to a billion, yeah. or just shy of it, depending on performance. And it's Disney. And Disney was smart. <laughs> they said, listen, here we will guarantee you this amount for what you have now. If you can show that you can have a good business model, we will pay you up to double that. Look at this. Look at this. They hmm. split, what happened was they split the distribution and, and media into two because they saw the end was near. You know, they were just ripping the mold off the bread and making a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but what they did was they said, oh, the distribution sales. See ya. Bankrupt. That happens in media a lot. I mean, they're just sorting this other is, people. This is, this is sourcing. Um, I don't know if it opens on a new tab. On One thing, on, and this, I picked this up from teaching, when you can't find the source but you know it's accurate and it's in the ballpark, Yeah. you can fuzzy the numbers yeah, a little so bit and say it's somewhere between here and here and that's what the industry's saying and yeah. and we yeah, can yeah, get yeah, the yeah. specific numbers you know yeah here you go sometimes you need to fuzzy Source, a bit. this was anyway um well this is this is we can we can mention this from episode four in one of our earliest extras Chris Ayers and Chase Raz discuss Angular.js. We find out why Chase hates language libraries and frameworks, why Chris doesn't care that Chase hates libraries, and how Angular could develop into a new language between HTML and JavaScript. It's all about reusing code. I, th I think my big concern about over things like this is anybody can, there are so many different frameworks that you can use. Yeah. Just because this one is Google and Microsoft's jumping in, I, I think those big backings, this is true. It, it's not just a, right? It's not just a library. It's not just a framework. This is its own thing. This is a hybrid new layer on top of HTML and JavaScript. Well, to a degree. Well, everything yeah. starts as to a degree. Yeah, 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 to a degree. You know, to a degree, HTML was just Signal. And now it's its own thing. So... I really, this could be a fourth down the road, something like this, not this specifically. Right. You but, see why I get excited about this stuff. I mean, I, I'm giddy over this. Because form processing and all of that has always been such a pain in the ass, even with libraries and even right. with... And, and I hate, like I said, four pages of jQuery with a document ready at the top. Select pound this. Do this thing. CSS that. You know, put a click event on this. I don't have to really. Well, put it, it looks like you're still completely separate on the CSS. No, you're still separate on the CSS. Which is good. Yeah, I don't do CSS through Angular at all. Um, you do ng class, so you can selectively add or remove, remove a, class a class based on a variable. Based on a variable, 
So I, I have stuff, and you can have multiple ones, or on an expression. That is okay. So I, I have something that that I do the repeat on my data set, but then I have if it's empty, display this div that says there are no search results. <laughs> I just check the length of the array. If the length of the array is zero, display there are no search results. Um, just, so before when you said <laughs> when we were picking on having to go into the DOM. Yeah, I kind of had a minor head explosion. I wanted to just—I just wanted to knock you over the head and say, but you still have to put something into the DOM, Chris. And here's the distinction of what you just—I don't insert stuff. And that's—that's the thing. That's what you just showed me. That no, you I don't. don't. Do that it anymore. does. It does, right? Yeah. That, you say ngif or ng class or do you do not sit there and say, hey jQuery. I want to make a div fragment and I want to append HTML and I want to insert this or, or append this after this ID. Fuck that shit. No, no, no. Right, but and that's where I wonder when <laughs> does this go to the to um, W3C and get standardized? That's what I want to see out of a technology. This is why people are scared of Angular 2 because what? they love Angular 1. Right, okay, so maybe they mess it up. But the thing is, I want standardization. Meaning, I don't want... I want a consortium at the W3C to control it. Right. Just like HTML and JavaScript. And well, it's open source. Uh, if people really hate it, people will fork it. Because, well, and yeah, that's the, the thing. Because I'm sick of these libraries and frameworks. I am sick to death of them. Because where is the one thing that's truly going to connect JavaScript and HTML? I, I don't need 20,000 of them. I need one. Look, I've, I've done Bootstrap. And that's why I don't which, do Which them. is just markup, really. I've done Backbone. I've done Knockout. I've played a little bit with Ember. Each of those have their own things, but nobody, I felt, did it like Angular does. They don't... Angular was the most extreme of them, I thought, in, in how things were separated out and how things were done and it took a minute it took a little while to wrap my head around it but once you do you realize that they are right yeah hey, we need to do a show on framework sometime then yeah and be great uh okay i'm gonna oh. what do you want to talk about Hell, now i have been recording you this whole time <laughs> it's I know. just been going i didn't I know. know i didn't know i didn't I did. know i thought i should From episode 10, Chase Raz and Chris Ayers discuss royalty-free music, neighborhood noise, and the decision for a 10-episode pilot and backlog season. Little did they know that 10 episodes would turn into over 20 episodes before the official launch. Alright. I'll edit all this out. Oh, by the good way. Little, good little intro. Yeah, I, I think so. Four minutes and a couple of seconds. Uh, by the way, one of the reasons I want to go out, uh, stop at ten episodes, and then take a hiatus for a little bit, and then get you on a every other week schedule, mm -hmm. is because I I talked to the licensing folks for the music, and with a number of pieces, the the rates weren't bad, but with a number of pieces I need to license, I'm gonna just either have some custom stuff done or work up some royalty free stuff or whatever. There's um, there's a whole royalty free uh music spot that has different things you can just grab 
my neighborhood has gotten so noisy. I'm so sick of these big trucks and mowers. It's like I can't ever freaking record here. Have you not heard of royalty free music? Like there's whole websites that have tons of it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that and we're just gonna start with that stuff because uh, it's driving me nuts. Alright, well let's go to segment two. Alright. Also from episode ten, Chase and Chris utilize one of the show breaks to talk about exercise nutrition and bacon you know i've lost like 10 pounds in the past month oh good 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 i uh i've been You've going been to the, the trainer gym. for like four months now and yeah. i was about the same weight maybe a little bit less about a month ago i started watching what i ate and it's been kind of a drastic change lately and i'm like watching my carbs watching my fat that's you know i'm doing something different I'm, i've been going to the gym and doing really well and I'm actually doing another show about that just individually. But uh, I'm doing the ketogenic thing. So I eat uh, a lot of fat, a lot of protein, but not as much, and virtually no carbs. Right. And uh, I That's ended, the same thing I'm doing. I'm doing... It's it's working like a freaking charm. Yeah. I just... I, yeah, I'm hoping everybody gets on board with this. And, and here's why. Because I'm, I'm doing it to lose weight and to improve my time because I want to do that half marathon later in the year. Well, that's kicking my butt, and I've only got like six months left. So I had to do something. But here's the thing. When I cut the carbs out, um, when I used to work out, I'd get that little muscle chest kick later. Like, oh, that was a big workout, and I'd have a little boom later. And I've, it's been that way my whole life, and a, a bunch of other people I know have it. I cut the carbs out, and I don't ever get that anymore, period. Hmm. Anyway, that's been interesting. I've been yeah, I've been recording about a ten minute log every couple of days and um, doing another property. No, it's just it's just kind of hard to to watch my diet and what I eat. Go to fast food. I'm getting like a chicken sandwich, and I'm not getting fries or a soda because I'll drink water when I get home. Yeah, so many so many levels. It's a, it's a cost level. It's a health level. I go I'll go and I grab like a hamburger or a grilled chicken sandwich and take the bun off and throw it away. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm. I'm I use my fitness pal and I put everything I eat and drink that's not water into it. Yeah. Everything. My my protein shakes, my amino shakes, my uh, what I eat for breakfast, my coffee, all of it. Everything goes in. And yeah. I have a limit I'm supposed to set and it shows me my breakdown by like carbs and fats and proteins and I'm you know, I'll I'll eat like sometimes for dinner I'll make two chicken breasts because I need more protein. Right. I'm having the trouble getting as much fat as I'm supposed to be eating on this thing, but you know, I'm in. Eat I, more bacon. Well, I I am. I I eat, <laughs> I eat two to six strips a day practically, na- mainly two. Wait, wait, wait. Are you complaining about bacon? No, I'm I'm not. It's just okay, I, so I have the little ketone strips that you pee on, and uh, they say I'm in ketosis. I'm I'm solid two weeks in now, because before I was giving myself carb days, and I'll have another one in a week or two, but. Um, I'm, I'm solidly in ketosis. Sometimes I come close to exiting if I have a carb source, but you know, it's, it's working well. I'm kind of hitting up my first plateau in it though. And that's driving me nuts. Well, I've had my trainer since December and you know, I've put on so much muscle uh, and I can tell like when I'm, you know, I was, I think I was doing like 75 or 55 or something at first when I was doing like light extensions, I'm doing like a hundred and like 30 now i mean it it's, that's it's, right real men work legs 
<laughs> no, I, I, You've we, heard we that do, phrase. We do arms, chest, and legs. Yeah. Like over the, yeah. I mean, so. Christopher Woodward and Chase Raz also share exercise in common. Who knew that multi-new media could help keep the hosts in shape? That's closer to it, right? All right, so we're recording. About to call Christopher. Here we go. Like that. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. Four, five, six. <laughs> Coming in loud and clear. And we still have power. So Isn't it nice to have power? My goodness. Hell, first of all... I'm looking for my notes. I lost them. I don't think I need them, but... Now, now, are we trying to push more, like, technological uses in the classrooms or just an overall, we should be using more technology in the classrooms? Like, I'm going to leave that up to wherever your mind took you. That's why I'm, I'm sometimes intentionally vague. Just ask my students. Um, because I want to see where your mind takes you. All right. And I will be very clear with my secret reason for asking this question pretty much up front okay so uh um yeah no yeah that power thing was was crazy so um um see i don't really i don't know nothing freaks me i mean obviously the kids you know being upset freaks me but the, the only thing that freaks me with power outages is if it's hot oh yeah because my whole thing is, I you know what? Listen, I don't have power for whatever five hours. I'll take a nap. I'll wake up. The power will be back hopefully. But if you know, if it's steaming, you know, if it's ninety something degrees in the afternoon and the power goes, it's like, wait a minute. A nap? What's you a know? nap? I haven't taken one of those. Taken one of those in at least three days. <laughs> you take them a lot more often than I do, probably. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I really don't anymore. No. I used to. Um, I, I didn't when I first started working at. And then someone talked me into it, and um, I would do that every once in a while. And now it's just kind of like, I've got too much to do, um, and I have enough trouble sleeping at night as it is, so why complicate it? See, I sleep like a rock now, but that's also because I'm in uh, half-marathon training mode, so I'm always tired. Are you? Yeah. What are you training for? I'm training for a half-marathon. I'm doing the uh, Cocoa Beach half-marathon at the end of October. Oh, you're God! You're earlier than me. I'm doing the food and wine at Disney in in early November. Hey, did you see they're doing a Star Wars one? And uh, I saw that, and I kindly declined my pass holder invitation. (laughs) (laughs) Other people were sending, "Hey, are we going to do this one too?" People who go who are going to go with me and my wife to um, the the half uh, who who got us into it, and I thought. It wasn't even the Star Wars thing, honestly. It was that would be awesome. It was April. <laughs> April's going to be either completely rainy or completely hot, and if it's both, it's steamy. So no to April. I might do it. I haven't decided yet. I I, I'm, I haven't decided if I want to do the half or the ten k. I might do the ten k. So, so how you doing with it? You've been you've been training. Yeah, I've been training, and I, I got a ten mile tomorrow. I got a. Slow ten mile. I got to do yeah. tomorrow. So, but I mean, you know, I, I'll I'll finish. You know, and I'll probably average fifteen minute miles doing doing the half. So I won't be fast at all. But yeah, you know. I got to look at mine. That's what I'm 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 hitting I'm that slow. fifteen mile. You got to yeah. do a fifteen or sixteen for the one I'm doing. And yeah, I mean, when I do five Ks, 
you know, I, I bounce up to like, you know, 14, maybe even 13. But for this, I mean, this is just, this is just wanting to finish. Just want to finish. I'm not looking to set any, any records on this one. So. Once upon a time, I used to do a nine minute mile. And that's not great, but for me, that, I mean, I, I was. I'd the lost, guys, it's pretty good. I had lost 100 pounds and could do it. Now, my second mile was 12 and a half minutes, so there was a big decline after the first <laughs> mile. Well, see, that's the whole thing. I, I, I am really good at my, my whole negative split thing, where, where I always finish much faster than I start, which is great. But then for my, my big concern with the half marathon is I'm not used to consuming things while I run. Yeah, or, or, I don't even call it running. I call it trotting. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, I, you know, I, the people that have been prepping me through this, they're like, "Listen, you're going to do a half." They're like, "You need to get some sodium in your body at some point during that." So I'm trying. I, I looked up a few different things and, and asked advice, and uh, I've actually tried the the Gatorade uh, Prime Chews. Yeah. They've got uh, 90 milligrams of sodium and 30 milligrams of potassium. I'm just cautious of the... Well, I've been doing ketogenics, first of all. Okay. So I've, I've been doing extremely low carb. Mm. Um, it's helped me take off 30 pounds so far, and I'm trying to take another 30 off before the, the race in November. Nice. And um, I just... The carbohydrates in those, and I'm scared of what's going to happen as I'm in the yeah. race and I need carbohydrates. And if I have one of those... I'm I'm scared that it's going to be a very bad stomach reaction. Nothing disgusting, but I mean it hurt. Yeah. Of yeah, there's there's 24 grams of carbs in this thing. So. Yeah, that's how that's on a on a splurge or not a splurge day, but on a regular keto day, that's half of my maximum load of carbs. That's one fruit chew. In one so. fruit chew, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. big cubes, right? They're big cubes. Well, they're, they're decent size. Yeah, they're like Starburst, a little bigger than Starburst. Yeah. Because I've I've done so, some so other chew and they're ridiculous, like eighty grams of carbs and it's this giant inch by inch square. Yeah, I mean my whole thing was I I, I really didn't want to do anything because I've only just done you know, water. Yeah. But they were like, listen, you, you know, you you you're probably gonna want something with sodium at some point during the half. So I'm trying to choose. I did one with a uh, I did a eight mile and I was trying to choose halfway through and didn't have any adverse effect on my stomach and and I think it did. Helped me with my pacing a little bit towards the end, but uh, but you know I'm trying a few different things. I got two more months before yeah race to figure out those two quick. months fly. So do it, go for it. Oh yeah, that's why I've, I'm starting my interval training now. And uh, so the the guide I have says at 70 degrees, you're a minute slower in a half than you are at 60 degrees. Yeah, slow down another minute per mile for 80 degrees. And so I thought about it the other day. My wife and I were, the first time we ran together, we're starting to try to sink a little bit. Uh-huh. And so we were jogging and it was, I mean, I I got to a bad place quick. And I just, it was making me so mad. Every car that passed would make me mad. And every hill we hit would make me mad. And it's just like, okay, I'm done. And so I, we quit it two miles. And I go in and I go, I don't understand what is wrong. I've done better in the day going by myself, it can't be that much harder running with someone. Well, I looked at the weather and it was 745 at night. It was still 92 degrees and a feels like temperature was a hundred. And I thought, well, that's what it is. That is, I, I did, I hurt more doing those two miles slowly than a good four mile stretch. Yeah, no temperature. will. I mean, 
I, I've been trying to get out earlier and earlier in the morning just to get more miles in before it gets warmer, you know, because if I go out at like 8 a.m., 9 yeah. a.m., forget about it. It's brutal. But if I go out at 6.30 or 7 in the morning, I'm doing okay because I'm getting a lot in before the sun's really peeking over the trees here. So so what's got you into into this? What's making you do the half? Well, I mean, I, I've been doing this now for a year. I mean, I did a, I've been doing 5Ks for yeah. a year now. So, And my plan is to, uh, you know, to hit it hard, do it. And then chill out for a little while, and then drive home, and be home by four o'clock to watch the Giants play, and uh, and probably eat my weight in chicken wings or something. <laughs> Chase Raz and Christopher Woodward often start out their conversations planning for the show. Sometimes. The conversation degrades. This time, they ended up talking about the most vile thing ever, American politics. This clip was taken during the recording of episode 16. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm behind in my reading on, on a lot of stuff. But yeah, I mean, Nano's just always fascinated me. So yeah. I like Nano. I, I mean, I'm fine. I like the, the, uh, the, some of the retro kind of things, like the sci-fi technology one. I feel like that was one of our strongest ones. Yeah, that was that. Yeah. You know, I like that top five format with us, but I don't want to overuse it. Um, so if you right. ever come up with something that's a back and forth like that, whether it's top five or whatever, um, I, I think yeah, I think you're saying more though that the sci-fi itself resonated, right? Yeah, because I, I just think it's a it's a fun topic because we can get a little a little less serious with it at points, but yeah, well, we could always we could always do a. Um, uh, we could always do a Star Wars versus Star Trek versus yeah 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 everyone else. And just, I don't know, find somebody we want to pick on, right? And just, you can go all Star Wars, I'll go all Star Trek, and uh, we'll, we'll back each other up. But Anybody no. that picks the new Battlestar Galactica dies. So. <laughs> um, now, I have to say, I like that one, I really do. So Never got it. Don't kill yeah. me, I like it. I like yeah. it better than the old one. No. You didn't no. hear me say that, but I do. No, it's okay. You're, 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 you've lost your senses. You think Hillary's going to win a nomination. So uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did, I was being sarcastic. Oh, not sarcastic, but I was being flamboyant about the entire statement just to stir the pot. And um, the responses I got were interesting. Yeah, she's and, not winning the nomination. I got a dollar that says she doesn't. So. Okay, I'll take that bet. So there you go. We'll put a we'll dollar. Put a dollar. If, um, if she gets the, the Democratic nomination, I will give you a dollar. If it stands that way, I, yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to part with a dollar if Bernie gets it. But I just, you know, I don't think that's the machination. Of the oh, can't even say the word. I don't think that's the inner workings of. She's got the money. She's got the moderates. She she does, but the but the problem is as it gets closer and it gets more gritty. Mm-hmm. I think there's just more things that cast doubt. Among, amongst the average. I'm just too voter. old. I saw the same thing, you know, with, with Bush versus Kerry, where Bush was in the Clinton spot at that point of, yeah, well, we see his record on war and nobody's going to vote for this. And, every, you know, Kerry, oh, he's a war hero and this, that, and the other. And I remember the momentum. Kerry had more momentum than I see Bernie Sanders having. I, re- I remember being in stadiums just packed. See, but the thing is, Bush always had that, you know, that bizarre seven degrees of Reagan thing, you know? Yeah. 
and, and, and so many people were still caught up in that, you know, well, you know, Bush to Bush, but Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. You, for, you forget you know? how many people like the economic boom time of the 1990s and are willing to put a little bit of social inequality behind them. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, but I, like I said, I just, I don't see her getting the nomination. I see it being Sanders. And the thing is, I think if Hillary did get the nomination, the GOP would have a great shot at actually getting the White House back, except, of course, if they go with Trump. So, I mean, I, I've, you know, the funny thing is it's interesting to see how folks on the left are taking this because I've gotten into this conversation a, a, a lot recently and people very pro Bernie. I, I like Bernie. Um, I make no question about it. I'm, I'm socialist as well. So I'm very happy to see a candidate that's openly democratic socialist. Um, but you know, if Obama was a, was had trouble getting stuff done, how much do you think the Republicans are going to let a socialist get done? Um, I mean, not a true socialist, democratic socialist, but Hillary knows how the system works and can grease those wheels. That's the only thing that I see that's making me take that bet. Otherwise, I would say, yeah, Bernie's got a lot of momentum right now. He's got, I think he's got the most momentum of any candidate, period. No, I, I think when it comes down to the actual presidential election, yeah. once we get the candidates I think what everybody seems to be forgetting is if the Republicans have been able to put out a decent candidate, Obama never would have had a second term. But the Republican Party has been unable to produce a decent candidate, which, you know, it's almost like they've served up like, well, think Democrat. about it, that, that election was so tight, despite Obama having a pretty solid four years. I mean, he had an amazing four years, but, but, but yeah, it was tight. the Republicans could not put anybody up on uh, up the bat that was decent. It was just, it was bizarre. You also no have one. to remember, it's going to be increasingly hard for Republicans to win for the next about 20 years, and they will win. Don't don't mistake what I'm saying, but it'll be increasingly hard as the baby boomers begin. Um, so the the lost generation and the and the the greatest generation are, are both in the die off process. Uh, as the baby boomers hit the apex there, and the oldest ones begin that process, which remember that's a twenty something year generation, so that's going to be a long time. I'm just saying the oldest of the oldest of them. As that happens, it's going to be harder for Dem uh, Republicans to get elected because that is the Republican stronghold. Uh, unless the Democrats and Republicans re realign themselves, uh, Generation X is pretty split, but the Millennials are very heavily leaning Democrat, not because they're Democrats, but because they're progressive uh, and liberal. Well, and, be and because the, the, to them, the GOP is old. Right. You know, there, there's that stigma. Of, well, the GOP, of, the grand old party, that's they say, yeah, oh, yeah, right. they're old. You know, they're old. They're old. And, and I think that's where, which, I mean, what's, what inevitably always happens is what you need is the Republican Party to, to let go of some of the more antiquated values in their minds, values being a, a term in quotes there, uh, some of the more antiquated values that ultimately always end up doing them in. So, yeah. Yeah, I, think it's I don't know. Listen, hey, if Marco Rubio came out of the closet, which I'm, I'm not saying he's really gay, but I'm, I'm being facetious. <laughs> but if he would just hurry up and get out of the closet, then he could run as a, as a gay uh, a gay Hispanic Republican. <laughs> it would be awesome. Sounds <laughs> no, like a reality no, show. The problem is it would yeah. still be Marco Rubio. Yeah, well. Uh, um, for I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of anybody that's running on either side. I'm waiting for, for Perot to run again. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, no, I've got. I just I can't. 
get into any more Trump conversations, people who actually support him. I just want to scream at them. Donald Trump is brilliant. He is working his brand like crazy. You know, and, and well, yeah, but the Republicans say, "Oh well, he's going to win," and da, 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 da. and it's like, fine. He remember, he's a Democrat before he's a Republican. Yeah, and he doesn't want to win. No, he wants to build up this brand like crazy because it's working for him. But he doesn't want to actually win because he's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars speaking politically now, yeah. just from having gone through it. Books. Are you kidding me? Everything? And, and the worst thing would be if he wins. He doesn't want to win because if he doesn't win, then, then he, he has the added boost of being the man that they were afraid to let in the White House. Yeah, you know? Can you imagine how little he wants to win because he would have to put all of his investments into other people's hands for the full time disclosure. he's in office. <laughs> full disclosure. He would have to rely on his limited income as president. Uh, yeah, that's not going to fly. He does not want to win. He he knows what he's doing. He is building that brand like crazy, and it's it's awesome to watch. But you know, from just from the perspective of wow, he is making that brand so powerful. He's yeah. doing a great job with it. But man, the last thing he wants is to win. We're almost through our first clip show, but before we get to the conclusion, there is one thing you ought to know. Chris Ayers often eats before, during, and after the show. The recordings show how the time set aside for multi-new media intrudes upon his dinner time. Mm-hmm. Ready to start? Yeah. See where are we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, how you doing? Good. Had uh, three good beers. Hmm. Bought some yummy food at a food truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, you should probably know that sometimes the debates get rather intense here at Multi-New Media. Often, Chris and Christopher try to see if they can set Chase off on an angry rant. This clip shows that Chris Ayers was successful at getting Chase to rant on his displeasure with many in the design profession. Because yeah, you know me, I'm hands-off. I, I, totally, I totally see that. I'm completely, I'm hands-off. I want people who will take some initiative and do it. The I don't want Brands come... aren't like that, man. Um... Brands aren't like that. Um, no, yes, no, they are. Yeah, no, they are. Because think about it. It's the person who runs the designing that does it, not the f***ing CEO. The no, CEO I know, but it there. has to be like, what's the message we want to send? What's oh, what's the bullshit. intent we want to convey? Uh, that entire conversation right there, he had a f***ing meltdown because when I tried to tell him what it stood for, he didn't like it. And that's why I don't like developer uh, designers. Because they don't like something and they think it should be different. And so instead of doing what you ask them to do, they try to change what you ask them to do. Uh-huh. That's because every- they know what they're doing. <clears throat> when you tell somebody this is a message it needs to convey, convey uh-huh. it, they go, well, what about this message? No, you're not in marketing. You're in design. 
Well, design is partly marketing. No, no, it is not. Okay, my, oh, okay, my degree okay. is in marketing. I, I don't, I don't want to get you worked up. Design. Oh, give me. It's a show. We have to. Design <laughs> is not marketing. Period. Full stop. <laughs> design <sighs> is how people interact with a site or a product. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's yeah. literally how they interact with the thing. So they have so much control over what your stuff means. Uh huh. It does. So why do they try to hijack what it means every time you tell them to make it mean something? Because sometimes the UX. Well, okay. There, uh, I will. Let me back up. There is a difference between a designer and a UX. Person. Oh, I'm not talking about UX people. But this would be like a UX person if you said, "Okay, listen, we've done focus uh, focus groups, we've done studies, we need a hamburger menu in the upper left." This would be like a UX developer coming back and saying. Yeah, but I don't really like hamburger menus. Like, so f***ing what? Our marketing has determined we need it. Okay, that I give you 100%. Like I said, there's a difference between a UX person, which either has experience or knowledge or testing, because a true UX person, a true UX specialist, should be doing either focus groups or interacting with the users in some way to develop what it should be. Now, a designer is someone who just like, hey, I think this looks cool. Yeah, no, they now, have more story behind it. You having the problem? You having a problem with it? <clears throat> yeah, somebody thinks something looks cool and it doesn't fit the message I'm trying to do, and then they say, "Well, why don't you change your message?" And it's like, "Oh, here it but, comes! I'm gonna blow up," you know. But I will say this: I have worked with way too many CEOs, CIOs, and people who own a product that don't let go, and they they want it to be this thing. And they don't let it evolve. Yeah. And they just, I want it to be this thing. And they just, well, and, and that's true. It but bombs terribly. In version one, in version one, it needs to be that thing, whether it bombs or not. All right. In I'm version saying, two, I'm, you can I'm, improve. I'm just saying, I've seen it happen way too many times. Oh, it happens all the time. Where the vision, the vision is great for the CIO but not for everybody else. And if you just, if, if they just heard the outside input and, and took it in a little bit or let other people run with it a little bit, it would be so successful. Like, wow, that is really brilliant. You just need to tweak it a little bit, but they're like, no, 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 no. It has to be this way. It bombs like razor's edge almost. Well, yeah, there's that fine line to walk between not receiving constructive criticism and being dedicated to the vision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for our first clip show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. And uh, whether you did or didn't, feel free to reach on out and talk to us. Go to multinewmedia.com, each one of our episodes has a discussion forum at the bottom of its uh, dedicated page, and you can always reach us through email at feedback at multinewmedia.com. These first 20-some-odd episodes have been absolutely amazing, and we look forward to having you along with us as we go to the next 20-some and then beyond.
Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.